the laws of Leveret marriage, chapter 2. This chapter delves a little bit deeper into some of the mechanics of Yibum and Chalitza. First halacha. Though not necessary biblically, the rabbis required a man to consecrate a woman with whom he intends to do Yibum. He should do that before to aid him, to witnesses, and he should do it with a Sheva Pruta. And this is called Mamar. Since the biblical requirement is merely for him to have relations with her, Mamar does not actually acquire her completely until he has relations with her. Mamar can only be done with her knowledge and with her consent. And if it is done without her consent, then it is as if nothing had happened. Second halacha. When he consecrates her through Mamar, he should also have the seven brachas recited, and she should be given a kasuba. And a man who acquires the Yavama without doing Mamar, that is, he merely has relations with her, she is nonetheless completely acquired, but the man would be flogged for violating the words of the sages, and he still would be required to give her a kasuba. Third halacha, if a man has relations with his Yavama, whether he does so on purpose or by accident, and whether he does so with the intention that she should be consecrated to him, she is nonetheless completely consecrated to him. Fourth halacha, when we say by accident, we do not mean that he accidentally had relations with her. If it was actually accidental, and here Rambam uses the example of a man falling off the roof on top of her, in other words, truly accidental, that would not count for anything. When we say accidental, we mean he was drunk and didn't know who she was or something like that. Fifth halacha, if he takes her into his house to be a Yavama, and after 30 days she says, he has not had relations with me, and he says, yes, I did, so he would divorce her, but we would also require him to do chalitza. But if she claims they did have relations and he said they did not, he would perform chalitza based on his words. Sixth halacha. Whenever a married man dies, leaving many brothers, the mitzvah is incumbent upon the oldest brother. Seventh halacha. If the oldest one does not want to do yibum, it falls to the other brothers. If they do not want to do it, it is returned to him and he can do yibum or chalitza. And while we would never force a person to do yibum, we do force him to do chalitza if he does not want to do yibum. Eighth halacha. If the older brother says, let's wait, for example, because one of the brothers is out of town and he wants him to return, we do not listen to him. Ninth halacha. Similarly, if the older brother is out of town and the younger brother says, let us wait for the older brother, we do not listen to him either. Rather, we'd force him to do either yibum or chalitza. Tenth halacha. If the yavama, that is, the widow, does not want to perform yibum, then one of the brothers would be forced to perform chalitza, and she would go out without a kasuba. If there were other wives who did not refuse, of course, the chalitza with the one wife means that the rest are free, but they would not leave without their kasuba. Eleventh halacha. If the older brother wants to perform yibum, and the wife says, I don't want to marry the older brother, I want to marry one of the younger brothers, we do not listen to her. She can perform yibum with the oldest brother or chalitza with the oldest brother. Twelfth halacha. But once the older brother has passed on the obligation, then it's fair game. So, in other words, if the widow says, I want to be married to the third brother, and the second one says, no, you should marry me, he doesn't have any more priority than any of the other brothers. Thirteenth halacha. So, if, for example, she says, I want to wait for the third brother who's out of town, even though the second brother wanted to marry her. If the third brother then comes back into town and says, no, I don't want to marry her, she would once again be given the choice of marrying the second brother. And if she refused, she would go out without her kasuba, and he would do chalitza. Fourteenth halacha. Whenever, according to halacha, she would have to perform chalitza and not yibum, she does not lose her kasuba due to her refusal to perform yibum. And the same thing is true if the yavam, that is, the man who would otherwise marry her, was a leper or had terrible blemishes. And this is the reason she did not want to marry him. Fifteenth halacha. Here Rambam gives an example. If she had taken a vow never to receive any benefit from the yavam, he would be forced to perform chalitza and she would go out with her kasuba. 16th halacha. We also do not allow the widow to refuse to do either chalitza or yibum, and therefore if the brother says, I'd like to perform chalitza, she would be forced to perform chalitza with him. 17th halacha. If, for whatever reason, a woman has no rights to her marriage contract with her former husband, but would be permitted to marry her yavam, then he is indeed permitted to perform yibum with her, and if she sold her previous kasuba, he would be required to write her another kasuba. 18th halacha. Before the yavam performs yibum or chalitza, 
She is not permitted to marry any other man, and if she does so anyway, and they have relations, both would be punished with lashes, and she would be forced to divorce him. She also would become Aser, prohibited, to her Yavam, and he would be forced to perform Chalitza. 19th Halacha. If, however, she simply became consecrated to another man, but did not have relations, she would be forced to divorce him, and she could still perform Yibum or Chalitza. Naturally, if the Yavam was a Kayin, he would be forced at this point to perform Chalitza. 20th Halacha. In the prior example, if, after the Yavam performed Chalitza with her, she went and remarried the man to whom she inappropriately married before, we would not force them to separate. And if a Yavama, before performing Yibum, has relations with another man, but does not get married to him, this does not forbid her to her Yavam. He may still perform either Chalitza or Yibum with her. 21st Halacha. In any case of a suffolk, for example, if she was pregnant before her husband died, and the child was born and died within 30 days, this creates a suffolk according to the rabbis. We require her to perform chalitza, and if she became consecrated to another man in the interim, her yavam would perform chalitza, and the couple would not have to separate. But if she was consecrated by a kayin, by a priest, and in that case it would be a problem if he were to perform chalitza with her, the rabbis instituted another leniency and would not require her to perform chalitza. Then, if the priest to whom she is married died, or if he divorced her, then her yavam would perform chalitza at that point, and she would be allowed to marry other men.